1: Inside sources. Inside sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio, one hundred two point seven FM and eleven sixty AM. AM. Millennials and Gen Z are a growing political force that should not be underestimated, of course. According to the Center for American Progress, these youth will dominate the American electorate by 2036. Uh, values and voting habits are very different from their parents in many significant ways, similar in others. Uh, but it could change political parties as we know it on both the right and the left. Uh, Kristen Soltas Anderson, a great strategist and pollster a millennial republican herself uh, has spent a lot of time uh, getting into the weeds in this in terms of what it is and what it means and she joins us now on the line Kristen, thanks for coming back on the program
0: of course happy to be here
1: <laughs> uh, so give us uh, just some of the things that you've been watching we're we're always trying to figure out what is really happening across the country especially with younger voters and younger americans and you've got your finger on that pulse what are some of the trends and uh feelings you're seeing coming into the fall uh, and over the summer months as it relates to younger voters?
0: Well, younger voters have become much more engaged in politics in recent years, in part because political news is no longer confined to, you know, watching the evening nightly news or picking up a, a paper newspaper. Now, if you're young and you are on something like TikTok or Instagram merged in there with all of the photos of your friends and new beauty trends or soccer stars or whatever it is you're following, there are probably sort of political messages and people being activists talking about issues that matter to them. And so the lines between sort of personal interests and political values are blurred much more for millennials and especially for Gen Z, which has made them much more engaged, more likely to participate and slightly more likely to vote. Mm. But at the same time, America's not Getting younger, Um, the baby boomers still remain a very big force in American politics, and so I'm watching over the not just the next few months, but next few years, as to how this dynamic plays out with this big group of young people who are ever more eager to have their voices heard in politics. But the reality that the average age of an American voter is still getting older and older as baby boomers remain kind of the dominant group on the scene.
1: Yeah, that's so fascinating, especially on a day like today. I would dying to ask you this question today as we've been watching, uh, of course, the, the hearings going on on Capitol Hill around Facebook uh, and what is going on. You mentioned the, the merging of social media and politics and activism and all of that. Uh, how does this kind of thing that's happening with uh, relationship to, to Facebook, how is that going to impact how those conversations might go uh, in the weeks ahead?
0: Well, one thing that we know is that it's both Republicans and Democrats who have become much more concerned about major technology companies broadly. I mean, I can recall a time 10 years ago where if you went to the Republican or Democratic conventions, all the big tech companies, Google, Facebook, Twitter, you know, you name it. They had little booths set up and, you know, people were celebrating it. It was cool to be invited to, you know. The Facebook party or the Google party, and now these companies are all sort of the number one punching bag of politicians on both sides, and not not without reason, uh, you know. But but you, when you take a look, you know, Pew Research Center has just rolled out some fresh data where they found that. You know, back not too long ago, just 2018, um, that you had Republicans leaning towards saying, you know, we probably don't need to be regulating these tech companies that much more. And now 59 percent of conservatives say, yes, we need to be regulating these companies more and 70 percent of liberals. So you don't really find a bipartisan yeah. consensus on much. And for young people in particular, you know, they were in some ways the leading uh, indicator that, you know, these sorts of platforms were going to be important. Young people are digital natives. They've grown up with a lot of this stuff being very normal to them. So on the one hand, they're not as scared of it as an older politician might be. I mean, you famously last week had Senator Richard, Richard Blumenthal saying that Facebook needed to shut down Finsta. Well, Finsta is not a company. It's a a slang term for the fake Facebook accounts that teenagers create to make their parents think that they're not doing anything bad on social media. Um, So it's, it's, it's probably not a good thing, but it's also not a company that can be shut down. And I think it just goes to show that with older politicians tending to dominate our institutions who may be less familiar with what's actually going on on these platforms, that can create this interesting generational tension around, okay, well, what should we be doing about all this?
1: Yeah, Uh, we do have to give a proper shout out, though, to Senator Chuck Grassley at age 88, uh, who did announce uh, that he is running for reelection in Iowa. And he did that on Twitter at like 430 in the morning as he was out for his uh, morning run. So we have to give him a little bit of props there for some social media savvy or at least a good staffer.
0: Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, and, and hey, look, you know, something like Facebook now, a challenge they're facing is that, Lots of folks who are older really love Facebook, mm. and it's actually become it's fallen out of favor with younger people who have now flocked more to an app like TikTok. And of course, there are security concerns around that as well. But it just more speaks to the fact that this landscape is always changing, and it's changing very quickly. And that sometimes might make younger people more easy to uh, easily adaptable. They'll feel more comfortable with what's going on, but maybe not to be comfortable about what's going on.
1: Yeah, uh, I want to ask you. Uh as you look at the, the two major political parties in terms of what they're doing with younger voters uh, and really get a sense, uh, it seems to me that a lot of the younger voters are are less tied to, you know, being a card-carrying Democrat or a card-carrying Republican uh, and seem to pick and choose a little bit more. But what is it uh, in these two major parties? What do the Republicans need to do with young voters? What do the Democrats need to do with young voters?
0: Well, Republicans need to appeal, broaden their appeal to young voters uh, outside of just the GOP. You know, if you're if you are a young Republican today, you're probably pretty happy with the place that your party is. But there are a lot of young people who might lean toward the GOP on some issues. But there are a couple of issues that are that are barriers that stand in their way. Things like climate change is a huge issue for young people, including young Republicans. And it's not that Republicans should just tomorrow decide they want to endorse New Deal. But being able to talk competently and confidently about environmental issues, conservation, et cetera, is really, really important. Um, I think second, it's for the Democratic side, their challenge is that the young people within their own party are very much at odds with older Democrats. So on the Republican side, if you ask voters, you know, do you want the party to be more sort of center-right, kind of Bush-era-type policies, or do you want a more kind of Trumpian, populist-type message, even young Republicans will sort of gravitate toward that more populist message. There's not a, a huge difference there, but on the Democratic side, young Democrats want their party to look much more like a sort of European Green Party, very focused on environmental issues, sort of socialist or socialist-adjacent in terms of its economic policies, extremely progressive socially, and that does not sit well with many of the sort of older Democrats or establishment Democrats you see this unfold with fights between Nancy Pelosi and the squad from time to time. It's a very real dynamic that it has, is going to have Democratic boomers and Democratic zoomers, I think, at odds for quite some time.
1: Oh, and then finally, Christian, uh, before we let you go, as we uh, obviously continue the, the battles around debt, deficit, uh, debt limits and infrastructure and reconciliation bills, uh, all on the cusp of a 2022 election cycle. Uh, What is it that we should be watching uh, as all of these fights kind of continue on? And uh, what are things that are going to be on your radar uh, as you look towards the 2022 midterms?
0: Well, I'm keeping an eye on how people are feeling about COVID-19, because in my latest polling, that's the issue where voters give Joe Biden sort of the highest marks, but also where there has been rising concern around things like the Delta variant you have these really sharp divides, not just over how worried people are about COVID, but now all sorts of things like vaccination and masks that have really just been growing and growing and becoming even more and more intense, not less intense, as this goes on. So I think it remains to be seen, you know, Joe Biden's polling numbers have fallen, and a lot of that is people's frustration with immigration, what they're seeing at the border. They're upset about the economy kind of being stagnant or distorted. Uh, They're upset about what happened in Afghanistan. But I think COVID and how we're looking at this virus a year from now is going to be an interesting kind of linchpin of can Joe Biden hang on to swing voters or has he not done enough to prove that his party can competently govern and voters give Republicans another side.
1: Uh, Great insight, as always. Kristen Soltis Anderson. She's a pollster, speaker, commentator, author of a great book, The Selfie Vote, where millennials are leading America. She's also the co-founder of Echelon Insights uh, and always provides great insight for us here on Inside Sources. Kristen, thanks for joining us today.
0: Thanks for having me. All
1: right, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Stay with us.
0: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one.